0: My name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to
1: That's What They Said, where we break down the them versus us narrative. Welcome back to another episode of That's What They Said. Today, we have an episode that we actually talked about about a year ago. If you guys remember, we had an episode called Retail Revolution versus Retail Apocalypse. And at that time, we were talking about the state of retail basically in 2019 almost, Mm -hmm. right? And at that point, what we discussed was that brick-and-mortar stores, or basically physical stores, were shutting down at... Increased rates and e-commerce was emerging, and Mm -hmm. that for the most part is still kind of true. But with COVID nineteen being an issue with this global health crisis that we have here, there are different factors that come into play. Companies have had to adapt, and so while what we talked about in the previous episode was true, there it has been a shift. Yeah, and also another thing that we kind of talked about in the last episode was that. Uh, retail in general kind of might be dead, right? A lot of people were talking about retail is dead. um, It's getting kind of stagnant. But, you know, what we've learned now is there's actually really good opportunities for growth. Whether it's a physical store, whether it's e-commerce, retail is definitely not dead. And consumer spending habits, a lot of that plays into how retail is doing today. Yeah, so a lot of
0: these things have been accelerated by the pandemic Mm -hmm. or a lot of opportunities have come up which wouldn't have as much. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the creaking floors. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think uh, at the end of the day... We realize that the pandemic has given a lot of entrepreneurs an opportunity and a lot of shops an opportunity to not think of the to not think about the rise of e-commerce as an apocalyptic event which is what we yeah. left off in our last episode on retail where we talked about whether you know it, it was you know whether the rise of e-commerce sales will there will it cause and you know an apocalyptic situation with you know brick and mortar stores basically becoming irrelevant or will there be a retail revolution mm-hmm. where you know innovation uh, opportunities increase and people will be more flexible and more agile in their business operating business models so in our episode today that's what we're going to look at how from the lens of the pandemic how has retail been impacted yeah and whether there is an apocalypse or whether we are moving towards
1: more for evolution mm-hmm. so overall retail has as a whole experienced a healthy growth of 3.4 percent which is very similar in to 2020 well, yeah in 2020 which Which, contrary to what many of us might think, is actually not bad because in 2019, retail overall experienced a growth of 3.5%. And while 3.4% obviously is less, it's almost the same yeah So it's very close yeah so while we might have expected that the pandemic had caused retail sales to go down it really hasn't it's kind of yeah. been stagnant yeah. yeah
0: people really bounced back and i think um and the most of these uh, statistics that we're talking about figures are actually the u.s yeah but safe to say that the trends are replicated mm-hmm. or are observed across about, the world yeah. so brick and mortar stores essentially you know they were flat for the year but e-commerce sales of the same like brands who have the physical stores, those mm. rose by about thirty two percent in the U.S. to seven hundred ninety two billion dollars in sales, and that's twice the rate of growth from twenty nineteen yeah. when e commerce grew by only fifteen percent. Exactly, you know, so, so clearly it's they're accelerated shift. a lot. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and I guess that makes sense because. We were at home. Doing yeah. Online sales. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2019, e-commerce was 11% of the sales, just to kind of add on to what Maisha said. But in April of 2020, it peaked to a high of 18.4% yeah. of the total sales. And, uh, and at the end of 2020, it finished at 14% of the total sales.
0: Yeah, but that's the point, right?
1: I think, mm-hmm. uh, people,
0: even before the pandemic, people used to think that e-commerce is just gonna take over. Yeah, but. Because that's the thing you see the, in the news, right? Yeah. Because sometimes what's talked about most in the news is not events that happen or are more common, but rather mm-hmm. the lesser Uh, common events so in this case e-commerce is not even close to half of total retail sales you know it's just less than 15% so that's I mean you know that's a lot Um, it's still significant but not close to that physical store experience
1: not not so that it's taking over physical physical stores even in the pandemic even yeah. in the pandemic yeah. yeah
0: so i think um but at the same time we've had 2020 was a dramatic year for you know uh different brands we've had multiple brands file for bankruptcy some of the biggest names in the industry we've had um huge number of store closures for example zara mm-hmm. announced that they're going to store sorry close, close. <laughs> 1200 stores worldwide and uh, they're going to dispatch staff from uh these stores more towards online purchases yeah and then starbucks announced that they're going to close 300 stores in north america right yeah. i think like na- we don't have as many star have as many starbucks in their neighborhoods as we used to
1: yeah no i've seen some starbucks in near my workplace closed down and i just didn't understand why but it makes sense right yeah like
0: is the point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole, whole experience of sitting in a cafe, you mm-hmm. can't do it in a yeah. pandemic, right? Yeah. So I think overall, these numbers and facts and figures, they don't, essentially they show that it's not all doom and gloom, yeah. right? With For retail. retail yeah. yeah, people were thinking that, you know, people are just because people are not going to malls or stores like grocery stores and stuff anymore as much, they're not going to be shopping, but they are shopping. Yeah. But things might have just changed. So, yes. how those changes happen, we're going to talk about it a bit more now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think the first change is going to be about the impact of the pandemic on consumers shopping habits right so i think there's been clearly a um, high like more inclination to mm. online shopping yeah. um and it, for example i think um we in one in our research we read that in china for example around uh, may 2020 the number of transactions in grocery stores declined by 30 percent, like in-person transactions declined by 30% during the pandemic, while the average value per transaction increased by 69% because people were doing more online transactions. Okay. So they were ordering online more. Yeah. And uh, maybe... As opposed to, you know, I feel like you're more likely to maybe go to grocery stores. Mm-hmm. But if you're ordering online, you want to do all in bulk. Yeah, because
1: you want to make the most of that delivery yeah. Fee. And or go yeah. do
0: a, most of that one curbside pickup that you're going to do, mm-hmm. right? So I think consumers' habits have really changed. Yeah. And then, for example, in the U.S., um, e-commerce availability and hygiene considerations are increasing store-switching behavior, yeah. with 17% of consumers shifting away from their primary store. So essentially... a of course COVID-19 has you know changed all of all our life yeah in different ways including our shopping habits and our preferences yeah. people now prefer things that maybe two years ago you wouldn't have thought of like no. curbside pickup in grocery stores yeah right like I, I wouldn't have thought of it just because I think I mean it is something that was there before COVID but not as relevant yeah or, I think
1: I was um I was reading that a lot of stores were actually thinking of like you know incorporating curbside pickup but it was just something that was in the talks and something that was happening Mm -hmm. you know in in research rooms but it never really got implemented but because of the pandemic they've just had to like ramp that up because what are you gonna do right yeah yeah Yeah. and i think like like you were saying with consumer behavior people are just changing the way they shop but they're still shopping in fact they might even be shopping more Mm -hmm. at this time i mean i personally
0: (laughs) i think one of the biggest changes in my personal experience was i ended up shopping more online Uh, Mm -hmm. for me personally shopping was never something that I did as much in a year or look forward to going to the mall and stuff but I think just by out of necessity right like I don't want to make that trip to the mall or to the grocery store stuff so I tried ordering from Amazon so my Amazon order came and Amazon does next day delivery or same day delivery so that really benefits even clothing shopping I almost never did it online because I think it's just harder to Find the right size. Yeah, for sure. um But then I was like, well, screw this. I have no other option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's either get online like, job.
1: you know, like a deadly disease or just, you know, yeah. go order online. So, yeah. When it came to clothes, I didn't really order much at all because I was like, okay, I'll just, there's nowhere to go. So, what yeah, do yeah. do? But on that note, we are humans at the end of the day. Like, we're going to mm-hmm. want new things and we're going to want to buy. We feel yeah. good, right? Yeah. Like. Whether you're saving money and then you want to validate your, yourself for saving that money, or whether you want to Awards, spend your money, yeah. right? Like, we do, we do, like, we're gonna go to naturally sure going to go to spending, but what we buy changes, right? Mm-hmm. So, I would say, like, right now, we're standing on a standing desk, yeah, we're using a standing desk to record today. So, I think, um the, the numbers in home furniture and standing desks and things at home, like loungewear for yeah. clothing, like, yeah, we're still shopping. It's just we're shopping for different things. Yeah, like, you're correct. When yeah. I walk into H and M or anywhere, the entire store is loungewear or like any store <laughs> is partly there. wearing loungewear, yes, batching loungewear. Okay. But um, yeah, so it's it's almost frustrating because I wanted to I went shopping recently and I wanted to buy like some nice clothes and all I saw was loungewear. Yeah, so it's frustrating. But like at that point, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, like. I think everybody wanted loungewear, right? Yeah, because you're just a home. Yeah, everybody, all the time. everybody was buying new desks. They were maybe buying some house plans. They yeah. were buying like loungewear, and if you're working from pillows, home, you want to, yeah, like economical chairs. Yeah. Like these were so we're still buying things. We just weren't buying.
0: Yeah. The channels- and the stores
1: have picked up on that, and they have changed their displays. They've done so many things, yeah, to make us want to go into the yeah, store yeah. to buy these things yeah. that we don't need.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think I think, want. Yeah. I think so. Stores have then
0: become more. Um, i think they've yeah in order to adapt to the you know at the end of the day you if you are catering to your customers demands Mm -hmm. you have to also cater to their changes in their demands and preferences and habits so stores have tried to adapt to that by becoming more like using a hybrid model yeah
1: right yeah so i guess the hybrid model what they're what we've kind of found in our research is they're calling it the omni-channel yeah omni-channel retail i guess so you have your physical retail, which is you go into the store and you're purchasing things in person and then you have your e-commerce, right? So instead of focusing on what we focused on before, where we said basically physical retail is dead and now it's only e-commerce, this hybrid model of e-commerce and physical stores is basically this omni-channel retail is basically the future. So you have to have, you have to incorporate, instead of having two separate like departments where you have your, this is my e-commerce department, this is my physical physical department, I think companies have really had to sit down and see how to integrate the two, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, there's so many different ways to integrate. So now companies would have, say, tablets or kiosks or more technology in stores so that it would link back to their uh, website. Mm-hmm. So you could maybe, if you log in on a tablet to your account, you could see your preferences. Yeah. You can get more personalized shopping. You mm-hmm. could maybe, um, I think I saw there's some, such a thing as digital mannequin. Mm-hmm. So the mannequin would, based on your preferences or based on your trends, your personal trends yeah. would be wearing clothes that would would appeal, right. would appeal right. to you, right. right? Right, and you could maybe a store could have a kiosk or a screen that could show you that. Yeah. Right? So you're
0: like you're essentially giving customers a mm-hmm. virtual in-store experience. Yeah.
1: And those are, I guess, more complex methods. But simpler method is contactless payments yeah. or curbside pickup. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I always think of curbside pickup as such a simple thing. You don't think of it as like a revolutionary technology or anything. But, but the fact is. that it actually is like a big deal. Yeah. Because I personally am someone who likes curbside pickup. Like, when I go, I still purchase a lot of things online, but I prefer to pick it up for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's oh, the shipping. Yeah, that's true. I want it right the away. The shipping cost,
0: yeah. um, the number of days. Because not everybody has... the shipping cost, yeah. Then not everybody has Amazon. It's like Amazon, yeah. where they'll do the same day or next exactly. day shipping. Amazon's <laughs> a different
1: ballgame yeah. altogether.
0: <laughs> Whereas I think, uh, like... Tell us about that Nespresso oh, yeah, experience yeah, you
1: were yeah. telling me the other day. So I, I uh, recently got an Nespresso machine. And so whenever I run out of pods, I want to go – I want new pods. So the first time I did it, I actually was about to get it delivered to my house. And then as I scroll to the bottom to put in my address, there's an option for curbside pickup from a store near me. And then I didn't even know there was a store near me. Mm-hmm. So just the downtown store, I thought there was always a store where you live here yes. in Burnaby. But I didn't know there was one um downtown so then i was like okay cool so it's not that far on my way back from work i can just pick it up yeah right and it was free shipping so there was I mean, not free shipping there was no shipping fee number one and i didn't have to wait three, three to days. five yeah. business days to get my order i could just pick it up after work yeah and i'd have coffee tomorrow yeah. so i was like why not Curbs, I and this, a great is an option. this is
0: an important item coffee, yeah right? exactly People start
1: their day or it's important yeah, yeah like i can important. wait for clothes but i prefer to just pick up things like groceries yeah. um uh, coffee, maybe some essentials, like stationery stuff. I prefer to just pick that yeah, up on yeah. my way from work, right? Yeah, and I, and yeah. I think that's, that's like
0: even um the, the grocery store near my house. Yeah. They're not a, as big as, say, Walmart, mm-hmm. but they are pretty big in BC, in British Columbia. Um, they recently started doing um same-day pickup. Oh, okay, So I can say place an order right now and the staff will... Put all of it in together, and then it's literally a two minute walk for me. So I just go and pick it up. Yeah. So it saves my time. It saves me spending time in the store with multiple people and going through that anxiety, worrying about social distancing, Mm -hmm. and all of that. And at the same time, the staff who may not, whose time might be more idle because there's less people in the store, so cashiers don't have as much work, they're being used to do do this work.
1: Yeah. So technically, people are not losing jobs as
0: much, but rather
1: being like redeployed. Yeah. Right. That's a good point because a lot of people think that automation or technologies take away jobs from people, Mm -hmm. right? But I think it's how you allocate that staff or the talent of the staff into different areas, right? And I think a lot of what companies are doing now is there to improve their supply chain is to have their inventory now in their warehouse, in their stock room instead of having like a, in the, in, in the retail store. In their actual yeah. store, the back room of the store, they actually have inventory now. So yeah. they're ordering more inventory and making space to stock up on this inventory rather than, because as you were saying, there's less people coming into the store. So a, a retail associate doesn't constantly have to be interacting with customers. Mm-hmm. So maybe a certain percentage of them can go back, out back and be fulfilling orders. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. order fulfillment has become a, uh, become a huge thing. Yeah. Now. Or now.
0: Or it's, it's like, um, or even like, uh like going back to what you were saying about um sales associates, right? Yeah. Um, like, they can even be a part of that um, virtual in-store experience or experiential yeah.
1: retail because you can do virtual appointments. Yeah. Right? Actually, yes, local stores have been calling you to be like, would you like to do a virtual there you appointment for like, we can go through your style exactly. and all the trends. Exactly. That's actually true. Yeah, yeah. the
0: sales associates in clothing store or jewelry stores, right? So, if you think about um, like the example you were mentioning that on the website you can like digital mannequins Yeah. see or if a store is actually used Use like technology, like AR, and you know, machine learning to even sh- directly maybe use a, you know a customer's like laptop or phone camera to see how it would look on them, Ooh, and then yeah. at the same time have a virtual uh, sorry assistant like a sales associate online to sort of help you style mm-hmm. things.
1: It's the same experience yeah. you have in store, but online. But it's almost better because really in store they're not really giving you such like, like they can tell you like visually how they think. Like, oh, that yeah. looks great on you, but, but she like can see it. now yeah, she, she can see it. see it like visually on an app on themselves, exactly. right? That's actually cool and. I feel like it's kind of a shift towards more customer service almost, right? Yeah. So even though you're taking away physical customer service representatives in the front line, yeah. you're still providing the customer a value yeah. by giving them a personalized experience, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. And I think for going virtual means customer service matters more, yeah. right? Staff has to be trained more in customer service as opposed to just, hey, like, fold clothes or yeah. stack shoes and
1: shelves, right? Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I think, yeah, so... That's how sales associates get used, right? But Mm -hmm. even what you mentioned about the stock rooms, right? I mean, that just, that just allows, I think a lot of these. I would say relatively smaller, like smaller compared to behemoths like Amazon. It allows smaller brands to compete with people, with companies like Amazon and Walmart because they Mm -hmm. already have the ecosystem or the setup, right? These big box stores or big companies, they already have the setup to Mm -hmm. cater to the customers, like deliver the same day or next day, or even have curbside pickup, right? Whereas a lot of these companies, are realizing that we either, we have to somehow catch up, play catch up right now. So one of the best ways they can do it is, is To turn their stock room in the yeah. physical store because the store is already there, yeah. People already go there, so people might as well make the trip just to pick up the, your their, uh, purchase,
1: yeah. And I think, um, sometimes warehouses are really far away, right? Yeah, so if you have more inventory and stock in a store, mm-hmm. once again, that uh, fulfillment, right? Yeah. The fulfillment order from that skyrockets, right? Like, you yeah. can actually. Fulfill the orders as opposed to get overwhelmed by them, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was actually watching. You watch Superstore, right? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know uh, the more recent episodes. I think they had like um like a COVID episode, like yeah. the co- like episodes while they were actually in the store during COVID pandemic. Oh, I
0: mean, this is the new this season, is a new right? year season yeah. yeah.
1: So, like, um so curbside pickup orders were coming in, and yeah. basically all the staff were just getting super overwhelmed. Oh, they weren't okay. meeting the orders in time, and they were so tired. But I think that's not really the intent. Like, the intent is that companies need to adapt. So, that it's not like stores are getting overwhelmed, yeah. right? So, yeah. that's why they need to have more technologies adopted yeah. so that the stuff that technology can handle, yeah. the stuff that automation can handle, gets handled by that. And then the, cust- the staff can really focus on making sure the customer's needs are met, yeah. making sure they're not late in delivering orders that they yeah. said that would be ready by a certain yeah. time. And on top of that, I feel like with the stock room becoming more um, efficient yeah. or the back room of the store becoming more efficient, they also need to provide like space for curbside pickup right like parking lots need to be have designated spots so these are also things that they have to think about like investing more money into right
0: because uh, you know also i feel feel like
1: parking lots aren't everywhere anymore (laughs) (laughs) at least in the city and
0: um, you know how for example instacart does like grocery delivery
1: yes i used or, to be yeah, yeah. <laughs> i used to be instacart the grocery delivery and
0: uber is recently introduced groceries as well right we're shopping on that. so like sometimes i think that in order just to your point about the 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 grocery store staff have feeling so overwhelmed right in order to give them some relief like sometimes i think that oh maybe like Um, i don't know like the uber driver can have uber can have a designated like path like swipe path yeah like as you said curbside pickup area can be like expanded yeah so maybe even include like products or shelves in the curbside pickup area yeah so like a mini store and then the uber driver has a designated Uber pass, which, you know, you swipe and you enter your yeah. Instacart and you enter and you just see your customer's order and pick up and put it in and just go. That way, the grocery store staff is not killing themselves That's true, yeah. to fulfill it. So yeah. then there's so many ways like mm-hmm. people can be... And see, this is the kind of like flexibility or like you know agility that doesn't require like a lot of like money in Mm -hmm. like investing to retrain staff because you're not asking them to become computer with exactly right you're asking them to essentially hey like let's work in customer service or more efficient ways of assembling or putting products in bags and just putting it out the door yeah things like that so it'll require investment but it's worth it
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: yeah so i think uh that's the thing. I think what's coming out of the pandemic is stores that already had a digital setup mm-hmm. or some sort of this omni-channel setup. Yeah, they are. They were well, like they kind of
1: well-equipped.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they've had pre- a pretty good time through the pandemic, yeah. right? Stores that didn't as much. Mm-hmm. They had to really invest, yeah. right? But then, then there are stores who are really small.
1: Yeah, right. The mom so, and pop stores. Yeah, so it's it's
0: a very difficult challenge for them right but i think the stores that can invest should invest yes because it's not about because i think that's the thing right it's like consumers are not will not shop the same way they did in 2020 they will not the same shop the same way in 2030 yeah right and stores and sometimes i think that even stores cannot just think oh you know what like walmart's doing this or amazon's doing Mm -hmm. this so we'll do it but i feel like you have to be ahead of the game yeah right find more ways of um upping the experience exactly. experience uh, experiential retail right and i
1: think you also also have to play on your strengths right so i think local convenience stores or local mom and pop stores they have the the upside that they have is that we are kind of in a age where where like, social change matters a lot to yeah. everybody sustainability matters to everybody so people would want to support local more yeah. right yeah, so yes, there is a the shift, there is a shift in wanting to support local more there is a shift in wanting to um like, know your, know your community more because mm-hmm. you don't have that much physical or physical interactions with people anymore, right? So I think they need to, as you said, up their experiential game, essentially, yeah. and maybe advertise themselves more, mm-hmm. uh, work around pricing, deals, discounts, or even, to get their even, community to their yeah. store more. even
0: things like social media, right? Like, mm-hmm. on Instagram, you have that shop. Section on on a a, page, Mm -hmm. like use that more, like feature products more because clearly people are not even because billboards don't matter as much, right? People are not on the out on the roads and stuff, or they're not going to the mosque, right? So you have to use that's the thing at the end of the day, uh, those who are able to really understand where their consumers habits and preferences are heading yeah. and in a way maybe even introduce technology that is not there yet or yeah. introduce innovative ways doesn't have to be technology but innovative ways right so basically be ahead of the curve they'll be able to really survive through the yeah. pandemic and even in for, you know be able to cater to the demands of the consumer of, of in 2030 mm-hmm. right otherwise i think it's it's hard because yeah. to your point right uh, especially i think Younger millennials and Gen Zs really care about supporting local and sustainability and more ethical shopping. So if you play to that, right, Mm -hmm. and to those aspects, there's a lot of scope. Mm -hmm. And we're just talking here. I mean, clearly, there's a lot of money and time needs to be spent. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, it is a long-term investment that you need to make if you really think you shop or store or business needs to survive beyond one or two years. Like yeah. you can't just keep thinking of like a one or two year plan. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, I guess many, many mom and pop shops have closed during the pandemic, yeah. right?
0: They have. Yeah. So many. Yeah. So see, this is where my issue is because there is on the one hand, I feel like it's relatively easier in the last couple of years due to the digital transformation of the world. It's yeah. easier to become an entrepreneur in the sense, of course, it's, it's a lot of work, but when I say it's easier, it means it's easier for you to launch something. Yeah. You know, you maybe you create a page on Instagram, right? And it's easier to get out the word. What's harder is to scale up your business, yeah. right? Because you, especially in the middle of a pandemic, if you don't have the money to actually invest to go digital, mm-hmm. you will either get acquired by one of the bigger bo- bigger names like Walmart, yeah. Amazon, or you have to maybe put your product on a platform like Amazon to sell it, but then exactly. Amazon gets to cut off your profit. Yeah. Right? So that's where the challenge is. So in a way, competition is increased because it's easier to launch. So barriers of entry have gone down, more firms yeah. can be in the business, but at the same time, if scaling up is hard, isn't that a disincentive for innovation? Yeah. That's true. Especially in the pandemic, I feel.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people don't want to take that risk, right? Like, mm-hmm. and they don't have the capital to start yeah. investing so into new technologies and new things. But I think that's where the only the really creative get mom and pop stores or yeah. smaller businesses yeah. really stick, like limited drops. Yeah, and stuff exactly, they do. people who people who maybe have creative discounts or creative collaborations with other local stores. Um, I think collaborations are a great way to bring yeah. people in, right? So if someone is if a community is lo- very loyal to a certain small business, if that person has a collaboration with another small business, mm-hmm. I think that drives in a lot of um, traffic to them, yep. right? And then or maybe doing some social events in uh, in the community, like maybe doing a charity or something that brings in people or partnering with local comp or maybe I feel like big companies say, I'm going to give an example, like Lululemon in Canada, right? If yeah. they partnered with a local uh, cafe for an event that they're having, yeah, I just, think that would drive in a lot of business yeah. and then promote it on their Instagram page as well. So I think small businesses need to start looking for partnerships with bigger businesses or, yeah. with, or they need to start using um, maybe e-commerce platforms that Are more up and coming or also hip, right? Yeah. That hip. <laughs> hip on Instagram yeah. so that they get some promotion through that, yeah. So maybe like, like, like Square, right? Square, oh, or yeah, yeah, or not Squarespace. like Square, Square like Payment, the payment, yeah. yeah. So, like, maybe cause sometimes they like do shout outs to their small businesses yeah. that use them and stuff. Yeah. So, maybe yeah. using these specific, like, e commerce, uh, like propellers, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I think that. that- I think you have to really think outside the box. You have to have money. And if you don't have money, then really, really really think think outside outside the the box. box. I think that's the thing, right? I think uh,
0: the pandemic has essentially given businesses an opportunity to realize that e-commerce is not the worst thing. Yeah. If anything, it is a survival tool.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, you can still use your physical stores to your strength to perpetuate and exactly. increase your e-commerce. Yeah. Right? like The two are complementary. Yeah. I think a lot of stores don't like either don't want to get on Amazon because they don't want to give Amazon a cut of their profit, which is fair, yeah, or they don't have the capacity to, you know, create a whole like e-commerce setup. I mean, mm-hmm. they might have an existing one, but it might not be as smooth.
1: Yeah, I
0: recently read that. Um, I think um, if you like, you know, the loading loading time it takes, um, so say on a store page or something. Yeah, I think for every hundred millisecond millisecond delay, yeah, I think your sales decrease by seven percent. 100 millisecond. Wow. Because I think the loading especially depends on where which part of the world you're in. But I think, mm-hmm. say, in Canada and US and our big cities, internet speed is pretty fast. So I think it, it loads pretty quickly. But then every 100 millise- millisecond display, 7% down in sales. Because consumers, we don't have patience. Yeah, we you know? don't.
1: If it takes so long, like, screw you, I'm going to move. Yeah, exactly. Right? The so loyalty I, is low these days.
0: <laughs> so I yeah. think that's the thing, right? I think uh, the pandemic has really... This is This is... The moment you yeah. know this is the moment you can either take your company or take your brand to a um, you know higher level yeah. or
1: you know disappear or phase yeah. out right and I was just thinking while you were saying that um, about we were discussing a little bit ago about Bangladesh there's yeah. so many small businesses opening up small oh, yeah. boutiques small um, businesses that are providing products that are similar to products that you can find in the western part of the world that we don't
0: have and it's much cheaper yeah equally good quality probably so
1: i'm seeing like skincare i'm seeing like face masks i'm seeing like really cute clothes i was just telling t-shirts i I mean we have a great garments industry why not use leftover material for
0: i was just telling there before this episode that oh this page sells like matcha masks or something and i was like or something like matcha mask or something and i was like a mask like
1: this would be like 70 bucks over mm-hmm. here in Canada and they're selling it probably like for 2-3 bucks I know so I think that part of the world small businesses are doing pretty well I feel like the online boom yeah, yeah e-commerce boom and they have really used um, like say Facebook to sell Instagram WhatsApp. to sell WhatsApp yeah because yeah. I, I was just looking to buy an Eid outfit and I was kind of shopping around and um, I met I DM'd a page on instagram and they gave me the number of the person who handles orders and whatsapp and they added me to the facebook group where they they post more pictures of their collections there's such a like integrated process of um uh like using the different social media that's out there and
0: and not only that right for example Mm -hmm. uh i think we have an app called i think cludio which yeah. really took off in the middle of the pandemic because this is basically like a digital food court app yeah because people can go out and eat so everything is on this app right now so you can order online from these food places yeah. and these food places might not have their own online setup but you can order from there
1: exactly and have that yeah. at home right i think like bangladesh is a great example of when you don't have a lot how much you can create oh, based on me right yeah. like you know how we used to make fun of uh, facebook economy. live aunties yeah. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know what those are, there's like there's like women who sell saris who would make saris and stuff. And they'd go on live and they'd put the saris on something and they'd try to sell their saris, right? And people made fun of them. But then this designer that I was trying to buy a kameez from or buy clothes for or eat from they were going on live to show their collections because there's a lockdown in Bangladesh and people can't go in store. Yeah. So they were going live and showing the outfits. So and I was thinking like it's the best. It's like forward. little aunties, small aunties were trying to make money and now big retail big comp big uh, not retailers, but like big designers are doing the same thing now because there's no option. When push comes to shove, like a lot of ideas that we think are not cool or not going to work might just work, Yeah. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Live is
1: a great way to see things when you can't see it in store, right?
0: Oh, so, so, so
1: why? <laughs> Go all the live ones. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think
0: that's the point. Like, if you, Banglish is a great example of if people are like mm-hmm. wondering. I'm pretty sure, like Banglish, a lot of other emerging economies have seen a lot of these smaller businesses come up and yeah. use these innovative ways because, you know, a lot of these small businesses don't have the money to set up their own E commerce site, mm-hmm. so they have an Instagram page. People check out the product there, you send a DM, and then maybe you WhatsApp them. Yeah, you arrange delivery. And most in Bangladesh is still a very cash based economy, so they will get someone to deliver it to your door. You pay the cash, and yeah, it's seamless actually. Yeah, know, and there's a, a lot of new delivery companies coming yeah. out because of that. Yeah. So, like,
1: adapting
0: is a thing. a thing, yeah, 100%. So, I think it's yeah. really important that at the end of the day, and you know today's episode we essentially wanted to say that it's basically when we recorded uh you know our retail. first episode on retail we the question was whether you know the boom of e-commerce would that be like sort of what, like an end for brick and mortar and i think at that time amazon acquired whole foods you know shit hit the fan for every other store they were like oh yeah. crap like Amazon's coming so i think that's where e-commerce there was a lot of fear around it yeah anxiety around it but i think it's, the pandemic has really shown that I think for companies and for brands, even the smaller mom-and-pop stores, if they can use the tools at hand yeah. to understand how consumer shopping habits are changing and cater to that, mm-hmm. and think out of the box and ahead of the curve, then you have a shot yeah right you have a shot at surviving and getting through getting through this pandemic you have to think long-term yes might be a long-term investment but it's worth it so it's it's kind
1: of revolutionary it is it is actually simple things can be revolutionary right yeah and i think on that note because of the pandemic a lot of things that companies have had to do i think it's gonna stick right like just because the pandemic is over in 2021 maybe or 2022 doesn't mean that um, the things that we've come up with now is going to go away. Like, curbside pickup is probably still going to be a thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people are still going to be uncomfortable being closer yeah. than two meters to each other. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, I noticed in a lot of stores, there's these sanitation stations for your phones. Those are pretty cool. So I think those might stay in some like, big yeah, stores. I yeah. I feel like they'll keep the hand sanitizers so Yeah. It's just, just a great concept, actually. Now that you know, I think about it, like, we're touching so much crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually haven't gotten sick in the last year and a half, like, that's great touch wood so and I think it obviously has to do with increased sanitation everywhere including yeah, in my life yeah, so yeah.
0: yeah so I think that's yeah so I, uh, it's, it's it's sort of like an opportunity to reinvent your business yeah you know mm-hmm. not think of it the worst way
1: so, Yep.
0: yeah
1: so, so go retail f- go shop I'm kidding no. yeah. <laughs> if you want to you can yes um, but go support, you, yeah. so go support local your local businesses, businesses. Um, and force your big box businesses to do better
0: yeah yeah because okay. oh. they're already
1: trying <laughs> thanks guys we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. For updates and to connect with us, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at, at That's What They Said Podcast.